Welcome to the Mark Steering Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you've got an extra buck or two you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Bruce Dickinson. Some days you're the pigeon, some days you're the statue. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 124. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a beautiful winter day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Johnson hit five songs out of the park this week working on the new album. Now, hoping this fresh cold I have will fizzle out so I can head down to Manor Lane in Hastings today and do some preliminary mixes. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Learned a bunch of requests from show regulars. They went well, but Boston just may be impossible to pull off solo acoustic. Thursday, Brian K. Johnson myself jammed at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota. Manager Jeff suggested a new setup approach, and lo and behold, it went well and made sense. Friday, I played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Thanks to Rich from Rochester for helping roadie that night. Saturday was our first cancellation from snow this entire season. Hope everyone had a safe weekend. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, February 28th, 2018. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, March 1st, Mr. Brian K. Johnson. My Sophie Jam at Lucky's 13 in Burnsville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, March 2nd, I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson. Myself, we're loading up the old Mazda Tribute and heading up north to Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar from 5 to 9 p.m. It's part two of three with Santa Fe slash Minnesota blues rocker Ken Valdez. We discuss Kempo Karate, Iron Maiden, Chris Jericho, etc. Enjoy the conversation. <laughs> Mr. Ken Valdez, welcome back to the Mark Steering Music Podcast. Part two here with Ken. We're in beautiful plums in St. Paul, Minnesota. And... The memories and ghosts of John Bonan are all around us. We yeah. love him. We love all the memories here at Plums. What does your shirt say? Kempo Karate? Is yeah, that, is that, what is that from? From Kempo Karate. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I've been a Kempo practitioner for many years. Wow. Yeah. Tell us about that. 
that's essentially, I mean, I, I've studied martial arts for, for about half my life. Um, you know, Kempo has been the focal point for sure, but uh, Kempo and, and, and Wing Chun. Um, but uh, I keep going back to Kempo just because it's, uh, it's essentially modernized or at least, you know, uh, used in, in, in uh, everyday situations if, if need be. And uh, truth of the matter is, I mean, you know, music and martial arts, that saved my life, man. I don't know if I'd be here necessarily if it weren't for, for uh, both of those. So um, I guess that would be my other passion aside from music would be martial arts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's awesome, man. It's, it's a good thing. Who would win in a fight? <laughs> okay. Steven Seagal. Or Chuck Norris. The briefcase stays here. You want it, huh? Here. That's kind of crazy, man. Because Steven Seagal was a Kadu, right? Yeah, he was, he, was and an, that's, he was an Akito guy. And, and, and that was my favorite. Right. Because it was all that the flippy, cool show-off stuff, showbiz. Right. Without hurting him too bad. Well, what was Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris, I think he was, was he Shoren Ryu or uh, Shotokan, if I remember correctly? He's either Shotokan, I think he's Shotokan. I think he's a Shotokan guy. I was going to ask you if Van Damme or Seagal would win. We know Seagal would win, right? Yeah, With yeah absolutely. So how about Seagal versus Chuck Norris? That's, that's a tough one, man, because I, I, you know, enter, you know, Chuck Norris joke here kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so essentially, like, when you do that, Seagal has no chance. But, you know, just kind of watching. I, I'm not, I'm not like, 100%, you know, into, like, watching, you know, the, uh, the whole MMA thing. But apparently, dude, like, is legit teaching some stuff, you know? So Really? Yeah. So Seagal is still kind of doing his thing. Where Chuck now is, gosh, like, somebody told me he's almost, he's, like, mid to late 70s now. Yeah. So who knows? Like I, at, at, I'm saying in a dream match, in like a in a dream, video. like, dude, I'd go with Chuck just because, like, have you seen Steven Seagal's hair? Because it's kind of freaky. Although <laughs> apparently Steven Seagal, man, is 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 a blues cat. I know, yeah. guitar guy. Yeah, apparently dude. he's a bad boy. But I, you know, I I don't. Uh, yeah, man. It, I don't. I don't think he's give much love hair. to that. Like I watched. <laughs> I know Bruce Willis. Like you know, I'm a big harmonica freak, sure. and. and he was had a blues band and he had harmo- played harmonic on there and it was it was fucking terrible. <laughs> Just because he was Bruce Bruce Willis. Right. Side point. Side point. We played a show and we like to play in Breezy Point once a month. We went to this bar called Primetime. I don't know what this band was. This kind of these kind of dorky guys, three piece rock band, really good band. But the guy said his name. He said the drummer's name. He goes and on lead guitar, Bruce Willis. It was this bald, dorky guy with glasses, and his name was Bruce Willis. That's awesome. That's awesome. Put awesome. his name nice on a little, T-shirt. Uh, office space moment. Oh. Although it's not Michael. That's Bull. cool. So, do you, is it some weekly you do at the karate school or whatever? Yeah, I try to try to do it as much as possible. Um, it's uh, it's it's tough because you know being a musician in the gigs and stuff like that, or especially if you're out on the road. So keeping up with it is. Uh, it kind of lands on the practitioner, really, but it's always great to get in and, and, and learn, and I try and do that as much as possible. Yeah. 
people that regularly regularly listen to the show know of Brian Naughton. The infamous. He likes to cut promos on folks and stuff, whatever. (laughs) Have you ever had to put him in a chicken wing? Oh, twist him up and stretch him, or no? Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. But that day, when that day comes, wait till we do a podcast with you and and me and him on there. That'd be great. Yeah, he's stretch him that day. We'll get catching on the podcast. Not he's, not he's. How do I how do I explain not not he's like our outdoor dog, you know. He's, he's, one of, he's, he's that guy. I he's love, the outdoor dog. Dude, I, oh, my God. I got to remember that yeah, one. Yeah, man. I, I love Naughty, man. Like, and and we, we've definitely, you know, uh, become more friendly um, uh, as years have gone by here. Like, he's, he's just, he's a great player. He's a funny dude. He's a competitive mug, man. That boy, uh, you know, because every year for the last, what, four years or so, I've been doing fantasy football with that guy. And uh, oh yeah! Wow, man! Wow! He always teases me about the Brewers. I always tease him about the Twins. Always that's go right. Back you and guys forth. are big baseball guys for sure. Well, I'm a pro wrestling guy. Is my favorite wow, thing. They, you know well, that? That's that's yeah. my favorite deal. I'm a mark for that too, man. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll have to ask funny. you about that in a oh, minute. Oh, it's gonna happen. Um, okay, so I was going through your. Uh, so we're talking. Okay, so I was going through your Facebook today, looking at your Nam pictures and stuff. Oh sure, man. And I have to have a freak out fanboy moment. Oh, yeah. You met Nico McBrain? Dude, it was the craziest thing. Yes, I, I met Nico this uh, this last time. That is out. up the totem pole, dude. Like, that is the octopus. I was like a twelve year old girl at a Taylor Swift concert, man. I was like, <laughs> I was losing it because. Um, uh, First of all, for people that don't know, if my grandma's listening, Nico McBrain is the drummer for the band Iron Maiden. Wasn't the original drummer, but I think he joined him on the Peace of Mind record. Yeah. And has been with them ever since. He started off as the Satan on stage, jumping around, doing right. some sound, or roadie guy. Then he became, he's also known as like the octopus because he's got all these drums. He's like he's like the guy from Zappa or... or uh, uh, King Crimson. Yeah, just has yeah. all these drums everywhere and crazy guy. Yeah, yeah. he's so good. I'll tell you, it was, it was the weirdest thing because uh, we were... Um, if you, if you ever go to Nam, see you, what is Nam? Because I didn't know what so it is. I was, Nam is like the uh, it's a, it's a big trade show, and it's all the music manufacturers, uh, kind of displaying the, their latest and greatest for the year, and essentially it's like uh, a lot of these manufacturers have their um, endorsees doing a lot of demos and stuff like that. And I've been very fortunate to uh, to have a few companies that that endorse me as well. So it's it's nice to go out and and. You know, check it out, and, and it's kind of like, honestly, it's, it's weird for for a guy like me. A lot of time, it, it, it's great for networking. It's tremendous for networking, but it's also kind of served as like this annual reunion of, of friends and, and whatever. Um, and uh, so, Nico, uh, I'm a huge Iron Maiden fan, man. Like ever, ever since I was a kid, it's like, dude, just 
just what's a, what can you name a just this moment right now? What's a favorite Iron Maiden track? Wasted years. Written by, it didn't Adrian Smith write I think that Adrian song. Adrian wrote that one because everything else was Steve's. Uh, was uh, was uh, uh, no. Steve Harris. Yeah, Steve Harris. And Dickinson and, and uh, Adrian did write a few songs, but I think Adrian Smith wrote "Wasted Years." Yeah, I think that was his cool intro guitar part. Yes, yes. It's like, uh, you know, it, it, that kind of all depends on, on on the day. But right now, it's for today. It's "Wasted Years." Usually, it's it's between that or like "Aces High," you know. Aces High with. <laughs> yeah. Do you fast forward through the Winston Churchill part, or do you listen to that oh, part you every gotta, time? You just gotta, just, you gotta do it, man. You just gotta do <laughs> you it. You gotta go for the whole experience. Yeah, because that's exactly what it is. It's like Number of the Beast. You gotta hear. You can't fast forward yeah, through you the, can't the talking Price, part, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that. But uh, I'm hanging out um, post Nam. If you go to Nam, you got you got the Marriott and, and and the Hilton that are that flank either side of the convention center, and usually you know uh, uh, one of the hangs that's that's very Nam related is is kind of going back and forth between the two hotels. Well, uh, we were getting ready to go to dinner one night, and um, I was waiting for my ride outside of, uh, outside of the hotel, and I'm, I'm texting my ride, like, dude, where are you? You know, whatever. And I, I was just kind of waiting, and I'm getting a little frustrated, whatever, you know, but then I, I, I kind of look over at this guy who's kind of somewhat doing the same thing. And I lost it, and I was like, dude, that's that's Nico, <laughs> and I had the worst like conversation with that guy ever because it was. I, well, you're a pretty I'm, good talker. I'm not a. I'm not like one of those guys that's real starstruck, but with him it was. I'd be starstruck. Totally, totally different because he's that guy, you know. So I'm like, Nico. It's like yeah. It's like, hey man. So. Uh, you going somewhere? And I'm just there, like, head in my hands, like, oh, my God. You could have said anything. He's like, well, yeah, I'm waiting here for my, like, it was just, it was horrible. It was horrible. And to have that, you know, it's, it's funny now. Now that I think about it, it's like I had that moment with, with Nico McBrain. But he was the nicest dude, posed for a picture with me and, and whatever. But, like, that was total fanboy moment and just total, like, I had, I, couldn't muster like anything like just have a cool conversation or whatever i wish the story was cooler but i'm i i felt like you know just just a complete just a complete mark man it was it was, oh, it was horrible you'll have to uh listen to the podcast i did with matt kirkwald because i told the story when i got to meet uh dave mustaine and megadeth oh yeah dude and that was a similar where they're just so far up that childhood metal totem pole and these totally. guys have like just you can go to some South African country and they just worship them and just like these hordes of people just singing along all their stuff. And, oh, man, I'd love to meet Nico. Have you heard the famous recording that Dickinson did when they pranked him? And they put it on a B-side, I think it might to one of their songs. And they pranked Nico and he goes off in this big F-bomb tirade about some joke they played on him and they released it as a song. Well, I mean, I can laugh again. 
No. Yeah, it's on YouTube and stuff, but it's hilarious. He's super mad. Yeah, I'd be all about that. And I guess like like Nico's kind of like they have this little swimming pool in their stage like when they do like uh Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner where who knows what they're doing out front sure. he like swims for like 20 minutes like takes a break and swims of and course because like, <laughs> you know because they it's can it's Nico dude yeah it's like why not I'm gonna go for a swim I'll be back yeah you know we don't get that at Plums there's some of the shows we play no maybe someday I, I swam here once I did <laughs> at least I thought I did it was one of those moments it's a dawn attack um so while we're on that, I guess uh, uh, talking about uh, uh, like crazy fun stuff like like uh, Nick and McBrain or whatever, and as far as like wrestling stuff goes, <laughs> what's your extent of being a wrestling fan? I know you said that when I was lining this up. Man, well, I, dude, I, I, I've watched it ever since I was a kid. You know, I came up with that, and uh, yeah, I'll remember watching it with my cousins and and with friends and whatnot. And, you know, and you just kind of, I don't know, you kind of get sucked in. It's like, it's its mindless TV for sure. Yeah. But when you start, like, getting invested in, in like, characters and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's a trip, man. It's a trip because, like, it's interesting to me because, as I was saying, it's like, I'm not necessarily, like, a starstruck kind of guy. Like, musicians are musicians. It's what we do, right? You know, we hang and, and, and we play and we have that in common. Like, a lot of people would be like, you know, they, although I had my, my fanboy moment with Nico McBrain, you know, usually, like, it's cool, man. There, there's somebody, you know, just, just, you know, some some dude, you know, right on. It's another guy. Wrestlers, though, like, those guys, I think I'd probably, like, you know, fanboy on, on that a little bit, too, because that's, I don't know if, it, if it's, like, that, that connection to, to childhood or to the fact that those guys, like, in my opinion, are more rock star than like a lot of rock stars, you know, in, in, in ways like that. Yeah, you know, that's you know what, what that's what Stone Cold Steve Austin says. To be a professional wrestler, you have to be part rock star, part athlete, and part truck driver. Yeah, because the they, they do all that. Yeah. How I was reaching from the Nico McBrain moment was I kind of skimmed over that was was one of my Freako fanboy moments was meeting Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, I would have lost it on the grassy knoll. Give you a question here, real go, quick. Go right ahead. Who gives out the tickets to these airheads that come in here? They, they come out through their wrestling. Now I know how you do it. I can tell right now. This is the this is the most despicable looking bunch of derelicts that I've ever seen. In Whoa. Dallas, Texas. Whoa. No joke. Wow. <laughs> For WrestleMania weekend and WrestleMania no 32. No way. So that was my fanboy moment. So I, I was in Memphis recently, and he has his restaurant there. I right. listen to his podcast every week from there. Did you go? I went to his restaurant, and I was so bummed because he was out in Florida. But the first thing I asked is, like, is Jerry here? How's the food? It was good, man. He brags about it on the show yeah, all the time. it was really good. It was really good. It, it's right on Beale. And, you know, people that have never been to Memphis, Beale is not, like, a very long street at all. Um, you know, a few blocks. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, like, I like Jerry's place, man. 
Wow. Um, is like a bunch of wrestling memorabilia around and stuff? Yeah, or? yeah, if I remember correctly. Uh, you know, yeah, it's it's cool. It's just, it's, it's it feels different than any of the other places that are along Beale, in my opinion. Okay. Like, you know, it's, it's like... Uh, you got BB Kings yep. down at the end of Beale, right? And uh, it's like, uh, oh, how do I put it? It's like uh, Jerry, like it's it's what BB Kings is, you know, to a lot of the blues lovers. Is what like Jerry's is to like, you know, to like a lot of the wrestling fans and stuff, you know. So it's <laughs> it's 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 cool stuff, man. Yeah. So if you could meet some classic wrestlers or, or wrestlers now. Who would you want to meet? Oh, wow, man. Like, from past or present? Yeah, whatever. Wow. I, man, I mean, I are have Are you a modern favorites. guy that you watch it now, or you like the older stuff better? I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the Attitude Era, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's when cool. it was, like, that's when it was badass. Like, that was, like, high school for me, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, so if, it were, if it were back then... I mean, still, I guess my guy is still the Undertaker, man. So, really? Like, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably hang with Taker, you know. Mark Calloway. Yeah, yeah. He's huge, dude. Yeah, he's he's a bad boy, man. Like that's, he's he's one of the faves for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, what uh, people may not know is that the Ultimate Warrior lived in Santa Fe, and uh, so I would see him out and about, and I never had the chance to talk to him because I wish that I could have. You know, and now that he's gone, it's like, ah, I should have had that chance. But when you would see that guy, like, walking around, it's like, dude, it's Warrior. It's like, uh, and, you know. He, he was a crazy dude. He had, a, yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, had, uh, he had some stuff, man. His, his YouTube rants were, uh, were pretty epic. And definitely, I don't feel the way he did about a lot of that stuff. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> um, what was his name? I'm trying, I can't believe I'm just blanking on his name. Uh, Jim Helwig. Jim Helwig. God, you get to see the Ultimate Warrior just bumming around Santa Fe, dude. Yeah, he uh, like I, doing what? Push-ups? <laughs> Pretty much. He was huge, man. Like he he kept his physique for the most part. You know, maybe not quite as ripped as he was back in '88 or whatever it was. But man, he was he was massive. And there's no way that you would mistake that dude. Like, uh, wow, that's him. Like, you know, just that's 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 Warrior. What would you say is your favorite Attitude Era wrestling moment? Oh wow! Oh, we're we're uh, we're pulling now. I mean, gosh, there's so many. There, uh, it, it's probably one of the Stone Cold moments. You know, there's so many from 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 there. Or uh, you know, Shawn Michaels had a few moments that that were pretty cool. And I, I, I guess would it be considered Attitude Era? I guess so, man. The ladder match, uh, Jericho and Michaels. That was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was that was hit, man. That was a that was a good one. Or you know, Rock Austin, maybe. You know, that was they they brought the house down for sure. Undertaker and pretty much everybody. Like, dude, he was he's just he's just cool, man. You buy into that character. It's like, and that dude like reinvented himself. I don't know how many times. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him live. Have you seen him live I before? Have. Yeah, I have I've seen him live a number of times too. And. And that entrance doesn't disappoint. Like I said, I was on a WrestleMania 32, and and his entrance was off the charts, Absolutely. like a WrestleMania entrance. It was, it was uh, really something else. I remember being in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, there was a tag match, like it was just a house show, and uh, I want to say that it was uh, 
the acolytes. Ron Simmons the and APA. Uh, yeah, and Ron Simmons and uh, JBL. Yeah, and uh, and it was uh, Chris Jericho and it may have been Benoit. Actually. Chris Benoit. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think it was those two. But I was hanging out with like the UNM football team, like right there, like right at at, at ringside, just. And they were talking so much shit to, to both Ron Simmons and to Chris Jericho. And, and, I mean, like, you know, and you're hearing Ron Simmons just go off. Because he, he was a great football player. I love at, Ron at Simmons. State. Farouk, I think they called him then. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, like, back then, like, he was, you know, before the whole damn gimmick and, and stuff like that, right? <laughs> so, you know, but, they, like, the UNM, like, team was just ruthless with him. Just talking so much smack about him and his days at Florida State, and now you're a wrestler, and now you're doing this. And all Ron Simmons did is look back, and he was, like, legit, like, upset. You know, he was just pissed. It's like, at least we won national titles. <laughs> you wow. know, you guys would get beat by a high school team or something like that. And the funniest thing is Jericho was cracking up throughout this whole thing. Like, he could not kayfabe to save his life. He was losing it. He was just like, he could not keep in character at all, man. It was a lot of fun. Got tagged in and was and was still cracking up. He had to, like, get out of the ring and just kind of catch himself for a minute because he was, like, it, he was laughing. It was hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Jericho is actually a person over the years I've re- I really look up to. Likewise. Because... He's in his late 40s. He has one of the number one podcasts yeah. in the world. Months ago, he had one of the number one rock songs yeah. in the world with Fozzie Dude, the his song band Judas. Is, his band is killer. And he wrestled in one of the biggest matches of 2018 against Kenny Omega for uh, uh, the New Japan 12 or what it was, Wrestle Kingdom 12. Right. And he's in his late 40s, and he's not stopping. Like, I really admire that that he's breaking all these barriers as far as youth and stuff. He's taking his adult learning and applying it and still being successful at that age. That's awesome. That is awesome. You know, as you were saying earlier, it's dying breed of musicians, us troubadour <laughs> guys. We got to have those those guys you can look up to. We can keep doing this for a while. Right, right. At least we're not getting thrown on our heads or anything like that, or not yet, anyway. Yeah, not yet. I've had those days. Yeah. <laughs> some of the places he played at here. Yeah, right, right. I've seen some plenty of good bar fight here at Bloom's. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, you know, I've seen Bidzy like you know take out some trash, and I've seen Hensley actually get in the mix. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Hensley and I have, have taken out, you know, a crazy hippie or two. Like, you know, <laughs> for sure. I don't, yeah, we used to have, like, a like a trophy of this one dude that, like, I'll never forget it, man. Just kind of random guy just getting, like, a, a, a glass of water. And these two older women who are outside on the, on the patio, and dude just walks by and just throws his glass of water on them. And it was just, like... What are you doing? And he's, oh, it was, it was rough. I remember that very well, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ken, well, that's part two. You up for doing one, one final one? Yeah, man. So, Ken, what song would you like to tag at the end of the podcast here, talk about for the last, the story behind the song segment? Oh, man. Um, you know, uh, give me a record, and I'll, I'll let you know. Well, let's go off that. I, okay, first of all, who did the cover art for the new one? 
That was uh, that was me and Willie McGee. Willie McGee. That's an awesome Thank logo and, and cover. I love that. Yeah, thanks, man. What is that? You just how, how did you make that that album cover? I don't even know. It was just uh, just it, it it fit everything that that I am, and uh, you know, and it fit the attitude of the album. And, and uh, you know, Willie McGee is a graphic genius, and uh, so uh, he he. You put it all together, so it, it, it all kind of worked out. It looks spectacular. Thanks, man. Um, how about just pick a song off Soul Renegade, another one of those, I guess. Uh, let's do uh, Make It. Make It is a cool one. Um, Make It features uh, Michael Bland. This is a song that Paul Peterson and I wrote. Um, and uh, let me think here. Yeah, so Michael Bland's on drums, and uh, also I have Hazel Miller from uh, Big Head Todd and the Monsters. She's oh, wow. Like, yeah, she's like my, my other mom. Those guys, that's... Those are my guys, man. I love those guys very much. Done some road work with them, and wow, yeah. And so Hazel, uh, Hazel's on there, as well as uh, this year's uh, IBC winner, Kevin B.F. Burt. He's uh, he's on there. So yeah, it's it's a cool tune. I think it's probably my favorite song on the record. Wow, what was the story behind writing this song? Oh uh, man, um, when Paul and I uh, were writing the tune. We had just finished working with Doyle Bramhall too, uh, doing the title track, and are you shitting me, dude? Yeah, I could tell you about I could tell you about this whole record, man. It was like it was pretty serendipitous all the way around. Um, okay, let's start the next podcast about the talking about some of the you're talking about Doyle Bramhall and all those cool guys. Yeah, man. Okay, yeah. let's just let's stick to this song <laughs> and we'll start that in the next podcast. Sure. So this tune uh, we got done working with Doyle Bramhall too. We had we had two ideas, right? Originally, when Paul and I started working together, we had Soul Renegade, which we ended up working with Doyle. And then we had this, this other kind of groove. And, and uh, Doyle had uh, given Paul this, uh, this crazy fuzz pedal, which you'll hear right up top. It's called the Cobb, right? And that sound and, 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 and the lick kind of drove Everything. So it was a song that was based off of a lick, and the story about it is just you know you can use it for for anything, relationships or just you know personal like experience, life, whatever. And it's just it's 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 positive, man. You know, it's just like yeah, we can make it. And it's you know it, it actually lyrically, I think it probably started as a joke because we're we're you're cracking. Up. Oh man, we're gonna make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, us crazy musicians. Oh, we're gonna make it. Oh, well, really? What is that? But it's it's definitely positive. It's about you know just breaking on through, just like getting getting from point A to point B and and, and doing it right, man. So that's that's the the nature of the tune right there. Awesome, Mr. Ken Valdez. Yeah, thanks man. for being on the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. Sure Please tune in next week for the final part three. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.
Yeah. Okay. 